Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to Notes from Therapy. We haven't been here in a minute. We were doing our little series on So You Want to Be an Enneagram Coach, but we're back. So today is a Notes from Therapy episode where I share with you takeaways from my personal therapy or other things that are pouring into my life at the moment. Today is a fresh one. I got out of therapy today and we're recording this episode today. So it is it is fresh and maybe a little bit like TMI, but you know what else is new? That's what we do here. So I <laughs> went to Chicago for Thanksgiving Here's what you might want to know about Chicago and me. I lived in Chicago for a summer when I was in college. I had some work there that I was doing for an organization, particularly around helping people who were experiencing homelessness and kind of trying to connect all the organizations in the city together that were doing that. I was also working on a documentary there and doing some homeless youth drop-in type work. All of that being said, I lived there, I fell in love with the city, and I was like, this is the city for me. And then I never moved back. I, I kind of thought I would. I was partnered with someone who we traveled the country together and we both really loved California, Oregon, Vermont, and North Carolina. And we ended up back in North Carolina. And then I met my current partner after, you know, years after I split with my other partner. And we, you know, he has a kid. And so we just kind of stayed here, you know. But I love Chicago. I love it so much. And then my two best friends like moved to Chicago. They're married to each other. So they moved together. And I made this commitment that I would visit them every quarter as often as I could. You know, I try, I aim for every quarter. And they live in the same neighborhood that they, you know, they've lived in the same neighborhood for a while. And they're then like a brief stint where they came back here during the pandemic. So perfect timing for that. <laughs> but all of that to say, two of the people I love the most in the world live there. It is the city I love the most in the world. And so we were there for Thanksgiving. And the whole time, I just kept feeling like I love it here. And I think it would just be really easy for me to be happy here and to feel like myself, you know, like it wouldn't take as much effort. 
what you might also know, I've talked about this several times on Instagram and other places, but I do not like Asheville very much, which is where we live. I think it's because I grew up here. So I remember it kind of in its heyday when it was still very much a place where people lived. And now it's very much a place where people visit. And it's not as much a place for people who live here. And when we were in Chicago, we were in Andersonville, which is the neighborhood my friends live in. And it felt more like a small town there than our small town feels here. It's like less crowded, less stressful. There's less traffic. Like I was like, it is so much more peaceful to be here than it is to be home. Now, of course, this is a little blip in time. But like I said, this is not the first time I've been to Andersonville. Like I'm there all the time. I know this area of town really well. My friends live there. Like I don't know the ins and outs of what it's like to live there personally, but I have a pretty strong sense, right? So I was just there and I kind of had this moment of feeling like my life would be better if I lived in Chicago. Now, I am not one to trust that thought, right? Like, I know the grass is not greener on the other side. I know every city has its problems. I know I will have my my problems will follow me wherever I go. Like, I don't trust that thought necessarily. However, I do believe that sometimes it is your environment, right? Sometimes your environment is going to impact your happiness, your mental health, your satisfaction, and that the illusion that I've carried most of my life is that it shouldn't and that I should just be in a consistent state of bliss, even like no matter what's happening around me. And I've learned over the years, sometimes that's not the case, right? Like things affect you. And I do believe there's a very real chance that my life, if I were to live in a city like Chicago, probably Chicago, (laughs) I would have easier access to joy because it's just suited to my personality. Like the things that I like, the kind of person that I am, you know, all of that to say, one of the main things that I kind of recognized while there and kind of, I was like, what is it that I'm feeling so energized by? And it's just the ease of being around people without necessarily talking to anyone. (laughs) Like I'm just an extrovert, but I also don't always have like time or energy for like deep connective relationships. I mean, I feel like that cup for me is very full and I'm kind of navigating, is it full enough? You know, but I think it is. I I don't crave that particularly, but at the same time, I just feel like, oh, I feel so much more extroverted here. I feel so much more open and like energized. And I think extroversion with like kind of having a limited schedule can be a really complicated recipe because isolation can be really exhausting for an extrovert. And then pairing that with being overwhelmed with the things that you're doing and having a lot going on, it can be really hard. And personally, deep one-on-one connection isn't filling my extrovert cup. I feel like that's introvert cup stuff. And I love it, right? I live for it. It is like the thing I push for the most. I get a ton of it, right? I'm always, I'm having like coffee with friends. I'm going to people's houses. I'm having people to my house where I coach one-on-one. I do podcast interviews. I am full of deep, intimate one-to-one connection. 
However, one of the things that we I kind of came to in therapy today was, are you having like fun with other people? And I think that's what I'm missing. Like I have so much fun by myself, basically constantly. Like I am <laughs> really good at entertaining myself and coming up with new ways to have a good time. And Obi and I have fun together. The kiddo and I have fun together. But like that's what one of the elements that being in Chicago offers me is I have my, my friends Tyler and Eric are so much fun. And I have so much fun with them. And I feel like that is partially what I'm missing and partially that energy of being able to just be out and about and have people around, like going to the coffee shop and working. That's something that I used to do much, much more, but I don't do it anymore because sometimes it's just really frustrating here. Like you'll drive through traffic to get somewhere You'll get there. The coffee shop's totally packed. So you're like, I drove all the way here through traffic to get here and it's, I can't even like sit down. And so then you're like, okay, I'll go somewhere else. You go somewhere else and they're like closed that day for some reason. Or a lot of times because we live in a tourist city, places close on the weekdays, but they're open on the weekends. So it'll be like a Tuesday and I want to go to a coffee shop and it's like, oh yeah, they're closed on Tuesdays. And so it's not super user-friendly for those who live here. And it can be really frustrating to go to three or four places and feel like, okay, I guess I'll just go home. Versus in in Andersonville where it's like, okay, I'm just going to walk a block or two to a coffee shop. <laughs> and maybe it'll be really busy that day. Maybe it won't. But if it is, I'll just kind of be able to walk right back home. You know, it's like not that deep. So all of that to say, kind of was having this experience, you know, obviously everyone, you know, I was talking to Obi about it. I was talking to Tyler about it. Everyone's like, okay, the grass is not greener on the other side. And I was like, I know. But one of the things that was coming up was, well, why don't you spend more time with other people in Asheville? Like, why don't you like make some friends in Asheville? You know, and I have friends here. I just want to be really clear. I have friends, but typically it's like, like I said, like we're having one a coffee or we're having a drink or we're having like dinner and we're having these like conversations and I, I'm very comfortable in that space, but I, I don't think that's what I'm craving. And I was finding myself, I was like hearing myself being judgmental, which I wouldn't attribute to my personality. Like I don't think of myself as who, someone who's very judgmental or critical of other people. I think I'm pretty open and vibe with most people. However, I was finding myself kind of being really judgmental. And I was like listening to that and I was talking to Tyler about it. And he was like, well, Sarah Jane, when I burn out, I hated everyone too. And I was like, right, I'm burnt out. <laughs> like, I am stressed. And it's so silly because the move, right? I'm a seven, the move to one is my stress move. I know this. I teach this. I'm conscious of this a lot of the time. And then when I was hearing myself be judgmental, it never even dawned on me that I was like, why am I sounding so judgmental and like critical? And I was like, started judging myself <laughs> for being judgmental. And then today in therapy, I was like, oh my gosh, right. It's that, it's that move to one. I'm stressed. I'm in a season of stress. And I think that's just fascinating. And I think what I've been trying to do for a long time is solve my social 
issue. But really what I need to be addressing is my stress issue, right? I need to be going, okay, what are the ways and the tactics in which I can lower my stress so that I have energy and space and time for fun and play and, you know, being more open to new people. So I just find that really interesting, like switching the energy from like recognizing the tr- the root of the problem rather than focusing on the symptom of that problem, right? The symptom being I feel much more protective of myself and my time than I ever have. And that kind of weirds me out because that doesn't feel like me. And then going, oh, of course, you're stressed. <laughs> like, of course, you're feeling protective of your space and your time. Of course, you're feeling particular about who you're giving your energy to because you don't have a lot of it. And that is so helpful. And kind of we finished my conversation with Tyler and he kind of posed the question, how do you make the most of your life in Asheville? Like, you know, you're going to be there. You're committed to being there. How do you make the most of your life? And Here's the thing. This is a great question for me. And this is kind of the way that I I try to think about things. But sometimes, you know, you're in your own cycles and it's hard to kind of have perspective without another person there. That's why I love being a coach, right? Because you get to be like the other person's perspective, kind of offer a different viewpoint. But all of that to say, young me, like young Sarah Jane, in this situation would burn her entire life down to do the things she thought would make her feel the way she wanted to feel, right? Like quit, quit everything (laughs) and not necessarily my marriage. I don't think, but I mean, pre my marriage. Yeah, I would have, right? Like I think a lot of my growth has been in context of this relationship and that like deep commitment that I feel is unique to this dynamic, right? So pre this dynamic, yeah, young Sarah Jane would have like bolted on everything, gone off to follow her bliss and not looked back, right? Burned all the bridges, burned it all down, followed my joy. And to some degree, like that worked if my only objective was to feel good. (laughs) It did not work for stability and emotional safety and building trust with someone and building love, right? Like, and personal growth, like my ability to withstand life, my resilience, right? But it did, it did have its place at the time. But wise Ermi, grown me, is so grateful to have the opportunity to go, okay, I got data about things that I like and things that feel good to me. I love a walkable space. I love not having to have a car. I love being around people without having to engage with them. I'm really stressed and tired and burnout. And every minute of my day feels really precious and so precious that it's hard to give away. And that is something I want to fix. You know, that's something to take action on. I crave friends that I can have fun with and just kind of laugh with and play with. 
but I know that I can't, I'm not ready for that yet. I won't be ready for that until I get my schedule, my time, my stress under in balance, you know, again. And, you know, I have more and more ideas. I have lots of ideas. I'm sure as they come to fruition, I will share them. But right now they're just kind of ruminations of solutions. And I I think it's just a process, you know, for sure. But that is my therapy for y'all this week is the grass is not always greener, but sometimes it's information as to what green grass even looks like for you. Thank you guys so much for being here. As always, it is an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I'll see you tomorrow for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.